We've got some hey, I'm Luis, and I'm Luis, and you're listening to the Content before. is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more on how to turn that content into profit, go to contentsprofit.com. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, guys. Today, we have an awesome guest, Woo-hoo. and we're going to talk about the one thing that beats the algorithm every single time. And I, I want to be honest. I, I was super scared of you saying that word, algorithm. Hey, hey my, my English right. is okay. very good looking. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we got, we got some people saying yes, that's right. Guys, before... We get started, please. Do actually before. Do we have do we have a sponsor today? Oh, that, that is happen? true. It did happen, guys. Yes. We got a deal. We got sponsorship <laughs> in the house, and you know what? It is your own biz bros right here. Let's we go. are sponsoring today's episode of Content is Profit with Content Momentum, and you might be asking yourself, what is Content Momentum? Well, if you produce long form content like the one that you're listening to or watching. We want to help you turn it into value-packed, bite-sized assets. So then you can send like little minions Woo-hoo. into social media and get yourself more clients. If you want to learn more, just light in the DMs at Beast Bros Co. on Facebook, on Instagram. We want to help you out. Let's go. Guys, please don't forget to subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button so you know when those episodes are dropping on your phone. And follow us on social media at Beast Bros Co. We're super active. Let us know. Say hi. That's right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you will, it's about to blow up. <laughs> Don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review. Thank That's you. That's right. So have you ever wanted to learn from some of the brightest minds out there? Yes. <laughs> well, lucky you. Today, you get to do exactly that. And not just any bright mind. Today's guest was even recommended by one what the one and only Alex Sharfen. This oh. is going to be mind-blowing. Not only that, today's guests speak our language. And no, I'm not talking about Spanish, although he might. We don't know yet. I'm talking about the language of relationships. But before establishing high-quality relationships with others, he first needed to fix the relationship with himself. Ooh. Oh, that is so That's like right down your alley. Uh, yeah, I okay. love that. So his motto, or at least what we think is his motto. <laughs> Relationships beat argu- algorithms. I was the one struggling with that word, but yep. whatever. He is the 22-week New York Times bestseller, number one health app of 2015 by Apple, tied the world record for standing box jump, Maybe we'll ask him a live demo yeah. at the end of the episode. Yep. And uh, most importantly, he's a husband and father. Dude, I love that of the the, the jump box. I think that's impressive, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. So pumped up for this, guys. Please welcome relationship expert, host of the Mind of George podcast, and the one person you want to call when you can reach for grandma's cookies up in the pantry, Mr. George <laughs> Bryant. <laughs> You can't reach for grandma's cookies. That was legit. <laughs> Appreciate full, it, man. Full honesty. Like, <laughs> right before we jumped on the stream, Fonzie's like, do you think he's, a, 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 like, is he going to get the joke? And I'm like, just throw it out there. And you did, George. You did, my man. We appreciate it. I mean, incredible, man. Thank you so much for joining us in uh, today's episode, man. We're extremely excited. Stoked to be here. I'm stoked to be here, man. 
Awesome, awesome. Okay, let, let, so let's, let's let's go straight in. into into the fire and all the goodness. Because man, <laughs> I, I can tell like. We consume some of your, your content, right? My brother, he has been in your group and all extremely positive things. So yeah. I can't wait to dive in. Those are a few things that we're going to dive a little bit later, but I would like for you, George, to share a little bit of your story. You know, I, I heard a little bit of the background when, when you broke the internet with Alex on your episode, which was pure fire. Uh, but why don't you share with the audience a little bit, who's George, what's your background and why you do what you do now? Yeah, no, I love it. So I'll, I'll context this. I'll give everybody the shorter version, but I tell people I'm only successful because I'm stupid. So we'll start <laughs> there, right? And and I say that with like the biggest amount of love. And so one thing that I think is amazing to frame before I even answer this question is that at the end of the day, we're not in this alone and we need to get really connected to the point that our story is what makes us valuable. It's what makes our content good. And we need to get out of this world of like, I have to put on my social media life because all that does is create transactions and disconnection. And so like when I look back, you know, I grew up in a pretty broken home, drug abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse. I was homeless, bullied, broken nose, broken teeth, only white kid in my class. I mean, it was hell, social services, emancipations, all that stuff. And so for whatever reason, as a child, I didn't want to end up there. I didn't want to end up dead. I wanted something different, but I didn't know what to do. So I ran away to the Marine Corps. Like I was like, yeah, let's go from broken home to broken organization and go fight wars. That sounds fun. And so I forged my parents' signature. I'd struggled with bulimia and weight and body image, but I was rewarded for, you know, that resiliency in the Marine Corps. You know, I worked out like a fiend. I was addicted to that and like being the best at everything. And it gave me a home. It gave me a home to grow. I ended up spending 12 years in the Marine Corps on active duty, three combat deployments. Wow. Uh, had some pretty horrific injuries, almost lost my legs in 2005. Ended up having seven concussions in three years. I had traumatic brain injury, bleeding on my brain, fluid on my brain, and then uh, struggled pretty hard with post-traumatic stress disorder, um, which happens when you lose that many Marines and you witness that level of death and destruction. And so when I was in Afghanistan in 2010, I was basically just sick and tired of being sick and tired, and I, I almost died. And, um, and it really shifted something in me. And I was like, I really have to make a choice here because I'm just lying to myself. I'm too chicken shit to take my own life, but yet I'm just slowly dying every single day. And it was just like this come to Jesus talk with myself. And I was like, what am I going to do? And I was like, I don't know, but I need to do something different. So I was like, I'm going to teach myself how to cook. And then when I come home from Afghanistan, I'm going to document the process so I can be accountable. So I started a Facebook page and I just posted everybody else's recipes. This is 2010. I had to make a fake college email to get a Facebook account, right? Like Ooh. this was back in the day. day. Yeah. And so I just knew I didn't want to tell you or anybody else that I was bulimic as a Marine tattooed with an eight pack competitive CrossFitter and I'm purging in a porta potty in Afghanistan. But I was like, if I cook mm. and I empower myself, but I document it online, I'm using the internet as my accountability. I can heal myself. I can do this. And so I just started posting. And after a couple months, people like, Hey, you should start a blog. I'm like, what's a blog? Like, oh, you go to this website, blogger.com. So I went to blogger.com and I moved all my Facebook notes over to Blogger and started a website. And mm. all I knew was that I needed to post every day for me. And I figured if I was posting and people were responding, I should probably respond to their questions and comments. And so yeah. I did. And that was kind of my rule from day one, social media, website, everything. And after about eight months, somebody was like, hey, you know, you have a lot of recipes. You should make an ebook. And I was like, what's an ebook? They're like, oh, you just save everything on your website and then you send it to us. So I literally spent a week <laughs> personally making all this and then I sent it to them. And they're like, oh, we would have paid you. I'm like, why would you pay me? It's all on my website. 
And they're like, oh, because it's convenient and easy. You should upload it to this website called ClickBank. So I uploaded it to this website called ClickBank. And they're like, <laughs> you should sell it. I said, for how much? And they're like, $27. So I did. And then I messaged back. I said, nothing happened. And they're like, well, you have to tell people. I was like, well, who do I tell? And they're like, well, email your list, like my 300 people and my like 400 Facebook fans. And so I did. And I'll never forget it. I made my monthly salary on the first day. And I made wow. my yearly salary on the second day. Wow. And I had never done anything, never done marketing, never done website. All I did was listen to what they wanted. I gave it to them and then they paid me for it. It was like this novel concept of actually delivering value, you know, and helping people. And so like no funnels, no anything. I made the document in a Word document and saved it as a PDF. Like that's how like archaic this was. (laughs) That Word document went on to make seven figures over the next eight months. Wow. And so when the Marine Corps was like, hey, we're medically separating you after 12 years. I was like, cool, I have no idea what I'm doing, but let's go. And so I got out of the Marine Corps and I just obsessed. I taught myself web design, email marketing, social media marketing, affiliate marketing. And like, I remember my stats. Like I had an email list of 3,000 people. Mm. I sent an affiliate link for a bundle and I made 100 grand because I converted like 60% of my list. And so then like, this was my career. And the rule was simple, post every day and respond to every comment. And I did that every single day for seven years on Civilized Caveman. I ended up wow. with almost a million social media fans, five million uniques a month on my website, an email list of 250,000 people. And every day that I owned that company, all I did was respond to people. That was it. I just built relationships and I outsourced wow. everything that was in a relationship. And so someone's like, hey, you should write a book. I'm like, well, I don't know how to do that. So I went right back to Google, how to write a book. It's like, you need a publisher. You need blah, blah, blah. I found a publisher. And I was like, I want to be a New York Times bestseller. He's like, you won't. I was like, why? He's like, your audience is too small. I was like, okay, cool. I didn't believe him. So I made a strategy, designed it myself, built it on relationships. I broke every rule. They're like, you're only allowed to give away five recipes. And I was like, I bet you if I give away every recipe in this book, people will still buy the book. And Mm -hmm. I ended up giving away like half the recipes of the book because you're not going (laughs) to make a recipe in your kitchen off your phone. Yeah. And so I did that, and then they called me. I'll never forget. The book came out on June 10th of 2014. They called me on June 17th because books come out on Tuesdays <laughs> and Thursdays because of the Times. And he's like, how'd you do it? Like, do what? <laughs> he's like, you hit the New York Times list on the advice column with a paleo cookbook. I was like, I don't know. I just told people to buy the book. And he's like, yeah, man, like celebrate. It's never going to happen again. Well, 22 <laughs> weeks later, it was still on the list. Wow. And I ended up selling over 150,000 copies with no paid media. And my email list was 6,100 people. Wow. 6,100 people. And so then someone's like, hey, you should make an app. Like, what's an app? Like an app on the iPhone? They're like, yeah. So I went to Google. I was like, I can't make this one. So I found a developer. I said, I'm poor because I still was like kind of trying to manage the business. We made a rev share deal. I was like, we'll split it. You develop it. I used that same email list. This time was like 10,000 people. And I launched this app and there's 1.9 million apps in the app store at the time. And they're like, yeah, man, like, good luck. You'll never make your money back because it costs us like 54 grand to make the app on Apple. We made our money back in 11 minutes. Wow. Yeah. And uh, we ended up getting hitting number four in the world, the entire app store, number four in the entire app store. Uh, We ended up with like 3000 five star reviews in a month. And then we got featured by Apple as a top health app of 2015. Oh, once again, no paid media. No joint venture deals, like literally just raw relationships, content and value and asking people because I earned the right to ask. And so yeah. I ran that business for quite a long time and realized I hated cooking, went through like depression and PTSD, anxiety and uh, 
you know, my wife was eight months pregnant and uh, we were about three weeks away from bankruptcy because I was just self-sabotaging. Like I was addicted to opiates. I was addicted to being depressed and social media was killing me. And so mm -hmm. I went to the jungle. I did a silent retreat and I had a big realization and I realized that that company was going to kill me. So I came home and overnight I gave the company away as a Christmas present and I started over. I deleted social media, deleted my email, changed my phone number and I disappeared for three years. Wow. And in that time, a few people close to me were like, hey, I know you're not doing this, but you did some amazing stuff. Will you help us? And I was like, with what? And they're like, teach us what you did. And I'm like, sure. And so I went and I started helping them and I was teaching them what yeah. I was doing. And then I helped a couple people. People caught wind and then people started calling. Men's Health called. Adidas called. Phytoproteins called. Onnit called. Uh, NBA teams called. Influencers called. Celebrities called. And I went behind the scenes for three years and I helped over 300 companies hit seven, eight, nine figures and two to the billion dollar range and doing mm. everything I was doing, but at scale. Like I spent 26 million bucks on paid media in one month. I mean, I was doing things that like I never thought possible and I still don't know why that they let me play Monopoly with their money, but it was better than mine. So yeah. figured it out, mm. made it to work and everything. The core of what I did was based on the customer, the customer journey. And by doing it for other people, I really got to see why I was successful and how I did it. And it was a big thing that was missing in the in the industry and everything across the board. And so I went and I, I built my craft and I built my model and I built what I did through doing this for other people and like mm. having massive amounts of success, like 10 X in companies. I remember I doubled a supplement company in five days with nothing but email, nothing wow. but email. They went from doing 48 grand a day to 90 grand a day in five days. And all we did was change emails. And so it wasn't that I was the best copywriter or that I was the best of anything. I was the best at empathizing who was on the other side and what they were feeling. And I was the best at eliminating the objections so that they could actually achieve the desired result that was promised. Because the mistake that people make is they think the biggest problem in business is that nobody buys your product. Well, you're fucking wrong. Because the worst thing that can happen is somebody buys your product and they don't use it or it doesn't achieve the result. Because mm. that creates an anti-marketing machine. And so I did this behind the scenes. Nobody knew it was me. <laughs> <laughs> for a couple of years and then a few people caught wind they're like will you keynote here will you keynote here and even ryan moran nicknamed me in the oz behind the curtain and I, and I didn't i didn't like it because i was like oh it's a little too egotistical i'll just be the, the lighthouse the relationship guy and then uh my wife looked at me in the eyes one day and she's like okay you're talking too much i miss you online start again because i can't handle all these words so basically I'm addicted to hearing myself talk because I love what I do. And so I created a job that I could do it. And I was like, I need to go help the world. I help these fortune 50 companies, 500 companies, but my passion is entrepreneurs. Like my passion are you two, like people that when you get it and you grow it, you change a multitude of lives that some fortune 500 company would never do. They get bigger jets and bigger bottom lines. Do you change families? You give kids food, you reparent situations that I had to go through that will never have to happen again because of the ability for you to provide. And that's where my passion was. And so I was like, I need to come back. And so I basically made myself the Robin Hood of marketing. These companies wow. paid me six and seven figures and they let me learn all the lessons. And then literally a day later, I would turn around online and teach it to everybody in my Facebook group for free. <laughs> wow. And I was like, they're not going to get mad at me because they're flying in their private jets and you're not going to get mad at me because you're getting everything that you need. They don't even know you exist because they're too egotistical to get on social media in the first place. And so I was like, I'm just like the Robin of Nottingham at this point with marketing. Like, let's go. <laughs> let's and go. so then 
that, that was kind of born. And I, I had this really interesting perspective. I was an influencer with millions of followers and fans. I was a business owner. And then I went behind the scenes of the companies that were trying to work with influencers and work with companies. And so I had this really innate ability to modulate both sides and yeah. go back and forth between them and understand like what it was like to be a customer, then the person selling to the customer, and then the brand relating to the customer. And I had the entire picture of a business from beginning to end. And my biggest client was doing 14 billion a year. So I went from startup to 14 billion and like I got to see it at scale. And so yeah. I took all that experience and I started teaching it and came up with my my models and what I do and, and really at the core of everything, relationships, relationships beat algorithms. And so what it gets yeah. to me now is that I get to give away what I needed as an entrepreneur. I get to help with what I wanted and I get to teach people the right way to do this because we used to take pride in what we do. We used to build businesses to run them, not sell them. Yes. Right. But now we build businesses that we hate so we can make money while transacting with the people that are supposed to build it. And it doesn't work and it'll never work. And so we get to put the heart back into what it's here. And it's not some like altruistic, I'm woo-woo and esoteric. It's a when was the last time we bought something, had an under-delivered service and raved about how good it was? Never. Yeah. When was the last yeah. time we bought something Zero. then we were tricked or scammed into buying four more of it and we're like, oh yeah, I'm going to come back and buy more. And it's like the things that you mm -hmm. chase also create the antithesis of what you're trying to build. And when we can really bring it into alignment and understand that relationships all beat algorithms, that a customer journey is not linear, it's progressive, it's, it jumps piece by piece. And our job is to create a world in where people feel valuable or valued, whether they give us their credit card or not, right? And, and the one Absolutely. example I give, one example I give, like Nike's slogan doesn't say, just do it only if you pay me. It doesn't say maybe do it if you feel like it. It's like, just do it. And like, can you imagine yeah. how successful Apple would be if you were only allowed in the store if you pre-purchased, mm -hmm. right? Like less than 10% of the people that go in that store in a day actually buy something. The rest come and touch it and touch it and touch it, right? Yeah. But yet yeah. we go online and we're like, you can't have it. You can't experience and you can't touch it unless you pay first. Wow. And wow. so what we have to do is we have to realize that digital marketing is not a different world. It's a fast forward button to the real world of business. And when we can see it in the way that it needs to be seen and we can design these ecosystems that care for our customers and give them a home and a container that helps them move along the line of their business and their journey, literally like winning is guaranteed. Growth is guaranteed. Scale is guaranteed. And the only way to lose in business is if you transact with people. Cool. You chase numbers, conversions, you know, 74 upsells as you give me more shit that I don't need. Well, I hate you in the process. Like none of that works and it yeah. never will. Mm. And so that's kind of like how I got to here and kind of an overview of what I do. I'll shut up now. Dude, Dude. Uh, I'm just wow. saying like this and like, can we bring in the crowd? Like, yes. yeah, come in, come in. Yeah. Okay. More. That, okay. That, that, that was incredible, man. Awesome. I, I, you know, please, if you're listening this live right now. Um, if by any <laughs> chance you have to live halfway through this show, come back. Yeah, exactly. Come back and, yeah. and finish because wow, oh man, this is amazing. And I can even, I have already so many questions. <laughs> I don't know if you let's noticed. Go. Let's go. I got here. an energy drink right next to me. I'm let's, like ready to go. Let's, let's go. do it, man. Like, first of all, thank you for sharing that Absolutely. story. Yeah. It was, Absolutely. I didn't know it. I didn't know, you know, how it all started for you and I am literally 
I'm gonna say it again, mind blowing. I was like, wow, like it's a hard, it's a difficult story what you've lived. And I found so impressive how you came out on the other side, man, you know, and and thank you, honestly, because by doing that, you are inspiring countless of people. And I love the reference that you do, kind of <laughs> like the Robin Hood of marketing, because it, 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 it does feel like that, right? You have this experience that now you're coming down and, and sharing with everybody. So that is... Well, and I get, and let me just be clear. I get some nasty texts about this because those people <laughs> see me. I got billionaires that are like, did you really say that? I'm like, do you really care? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, do, do you really so care? Like, do you realize that abundance, like you can hoard all the secrets and you'll still never get close to touching the GDP of this country. Like, what are we doing? Exactly. Like, like I say this all the time. Like, you two could call me right now and be like, "I my business is fucked. Help me. I would give you everything that I had for free in a hands-down question, even if you were my quote-unquote competitor, right? Because yeah. success is from collaboration, not competition. Mm. That's it. Compete on who can serve better, but collaborate on impact. Wow. That's the way to do it, right? Like, let's have a competition who can love our customers more, but let's share those secrets to help us impact the world more. Right. Because like what people miss is they're so, so, so scared and so right now and so transactional. They're like, hey, I want to go for the high end prostitute in the one night stand. Will I lose the ability to have a monogamous relationship that pays me a million dollars over the next year? Hmm. Right. Like they want the dopamine versus the result. Yeah. And if you think about it, yeah, all day. I could call you. You could call me be like, yo, we need help. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm 15 grand a day. And, that, you know, that's what I charge for family. I'm 50 for those clients. Yeah. And I have no problem saying it. Good luck trying to pay me. Good luck. I make it fucking impossible to pay me. Yeah. Why? Because it doesn't matter. Like, you should win before I win. Like, I have a fiduciary ju- like duty. Like, duty. Mm-hmm. That if you call me with a problem. That your problem is solved before I ever collect any payment. But here's the thing. Do I want 15 today? No, I want 150 over the next 12 months. Yeah. And it gets to the point where money objections don't exist. Like I've had clients call me and be like, they paid me for six months on retainer after I was done because they felt bad. They're like, no, no, just take it. I'll call you. They never called me. And then I was like, guys, guys are like, no, no, fine. Like, fine. Right. I'm like, you get complaints, you get refunds. And you get people with scarcity because you suck at delivering what you promised. Fact. Fact. Yes. A hundred percent. And George, like you, you're speaking like you're obviously you're speaking directly to us, but like, I feel it because that was one of my fears entering this space, right? Like my, my background is brick and mortar. It was like, from a corporate, you know, a company is like sell, sell, sell. What you know, try to convince them this is the thing that it is. And I always thought that that was the way because you know I didn't know what I didn't know. Now yeah. the the second we decided to transition and and do this thing, uh, we've had this conversation the last few weeks. Fancy is like, man, like we had wonderful conversations. One like with Sean Malone and and their group of people that they they help amazing businesses as well. And Fancy is like, man, like should we jump on the call? Like we we need a, a the sales team, right? And I'm like, man, like. Hold on, right? The conversation is there. Like, can we fulfill? Like, that's the thing. My fear, and yeah. and this is the first time I probably am sharing this like online on on live. It's like I'm very scared that if we sell, like, because I know it can, because we we have people, we have the feedback, but if we sell, can we actually fulfill to the high 
highest of our like ability, right? And and that's what's stopping us. And and we're okay with that decision. We're like, man, let's 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 do it with the people that we have now. And it's been incredible. Like the yeah. what whatever plug we did at the beginning with content momentum, that's what we've done in the last nine months since we started that. We haven't lost any clients, right? In yeah. it's every month after month, and it's okay. Like it could be more, yes. But right now, like what you said, long time relation, long term relationship. So. Uh, that was an internal struggle. Like, I don't know why. And I was going to ask you, like, why do you think people struggle with that? Like- well, it, well, well, no, it, it, and it, it's, it's okay. Like, this is what, like, this is the conversation that needs to be had. This is real. Like, this is what it actually feels like. And it's not talked about enough. Right. Mm, and so yeah. like for me to say this, right, like there's a fine line. There's a fine line. You are not responsible for your client's results. Your value is not predicated on their execution. But your mm-hmm. value is predicated on giving them all the tools that would allow them to execute, right? Mm-hmm. And so why entrepreneurs struggle with this is because we feel responsible and our value is in everybody else's results. And so we stay disconnected from them because if we don't see it all the way through, either way, we convince ourselves that we're fine. We'll take the paycheck, we'll run away, and we'll go do it again, and we'll go do it again. Mm-hmm. But you're not one fucking funnel away. You could be a thousand funnels away. Yep, yep. Right? Like... Like and and I'm not saying that in a bad way, but like yeah. there's so much that goes into it that like has to really, really, really be navigated. Yeah. And the thing here is that when we really, really think about it, what I want you to be aware of is the awareness that you might not be able to fulfill is the only tool that you need to actually fulfill, because it requires humility and empathy for you to see that. And what you're understanding is that there is no perfect game. It's just the one that you play. And so you might have a client and you might be scared, but I guarantee you the client doesn't care about the email or the spreadsheet that you send. They care about being seen, heard, and respected. The end. And so delivery comes from human relationship, right? Like, you know, people get upset. They get fearful because they're uncertain. They feel uncertain because they feel unsafe. They feel unsafe because they don't feel understood, seen, heard, and respected. And so no matter what, you could over-deliver the moon and it still wouldn't work for them, mm. right? But you can't do that when you're disconnected. You can't do that when you're trying to sell somebody a pen that they don't need in the first place. Like that whole phrase, like, I can sell snow to an Eskimo. Why would you? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's what I want to know. Wow. Man. Why would you? Yeah, dude. Oh. This is I, I'm I, I'm loving this. We're gonna uh, have we're gonna have to grab a squeegee and just like clean the the brain that's behind the wall that just exploded from Fancy's head. My, uh, <laughs> like I, I'm definitely gonna re-listen to this multiple times, right? Yeah. And throughout this conversation, uh, one question has has keep coming to my mind, and it is, where do you learn the value of relationships? Because especially, I mean, you started in, in 2010, right, with uh, yeah. your own business, but Especially right now, there's a message, and it, it, I think it goes hand in hand with what you were talking right now, which is people are selling speed, right? For example, like you can get this quickly. I'm not gonna let that was me. That's how I got sold into the space. I got sold yep. with the one funnel away, right? Like you, you, we came into the space by, by buying the social media marketing agency from Ty Lopez, right? And his yep. sales message at the moment was, this is the hottest trend. You're going to be able to make a lot of money, right? And although I'm grateful because it introduced me to a whole new world and a whole new set of skills that I've learned and now I can use to provide value to people, 
the message for me was mm. I'm gonna make money quick, right? And yeah. I wasn't prioritize, prioritizing relationships. I was searching for that quick buck, right? Like I, it was yeah. all me, me, me. What I, what I can get. So I'm so curious to know, like, how did that obsession yeah. for relationships was born in yeah. your life? Yeah, I burnt them all. That's how I did it all the wrong way. I ended up almost dead and alone. My wife left me three times. I had no friends. I was told that people felt dead around me. I was narcissistic and sociopathic because all I was trying to do was make money. And so the one thing that I lied to myself and said I wanted every day, oh, I want time with my family. I want time <laughs> with my friends. Those people felt disgusting around me because I was doing it all the wrong ways because I was hiding in the hustle of the business instead of being with what I really, really wanted. And so when we when we think about that, like what I what I ask people, I was like, when was the last time a robot whipped out a credit card? When was the last time a purchasing decision was logical? Mm. Yeah. No, it's emotional and it's human, but yet we go to the brain instead of the heart, right? Mm. Like there's this thing that I love. Like I love. Remember remember on like the marketing world everyone's like you have to write like they're in 8th grade or they're like an 8-year-old? Yeah. They used it as a bad thing, but has anybody asked why? Not no, really. Not really. The reason you have to write like they're it's an eight-year-old or eighth grade level is because the moment they think you lose, but if all they do is feel, you win. Mm. And so if you write at the level of that, then all somebody gets to do is feel their experience. They don't have to wonder what a word means. They don't have to think about the definition. They get to be in their physical, emotional experience, not in their head. Because yeah. everything is emotionally based. But when was the last time when somebody felt cold, disconnected, or distanced, and then felt safe to spend money? Never. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, we're supposed to sell. Because if information was the secret, everybody would be rich, in shape, and happy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Right? People don't pay for products. They pay for access and accountability, but they also mm. advocate their safety and accountability to you. And so in order for that to happen and to be effective... We have to understand that it goes into doing it. And yeah. so for me, where did it come from? I grew up without relationships. I grew up being taught to abuse people, to be abused, to be disconnected, to be transactional. And I witnessed more death than any human should ever witness. A's, attempted suicides, the things that I did to myself. Mm. But yet at the end of the day, all I wanted was somebody to be like, I care about you. And you know what? Every time I did business the old way, every time I did it the transactional way, I'd hit seven figures, then I'd lose it. I'd hit six figures, then I'd lose it. I'd hit seven figures again, and I'd lose it. And every time I hit a new high, I was emptier than when I started mm -hmm. because I had lied to myself the entire time. I'm like, oh, when I make seven figures, I'll do this. When I make this, I'll do this. No, we never have enough. We then just go right to the next thing and fill the gap. And it starts with the dissonance with ourselves. It's, it's called toxic thinking. There's this amazing book by Jamie Smart. It's like a three-hour read. It's called The Little Book of Clarity, right? Mm -hmm. We live in this trap of more, this post-industrial revolution of consumerism and busy work. We wear busy work like a badge of honor, and Andy Frisella said it best. Busy work is a sign of mental weakness, distraction, and a lack of focus. Mm. You shouldn't try to be busy. You should try to be effective, mm. right? And when it comes down to entrepreneurship, and I'm all for this because it got me fired up. I came in fired up about you know making money and having the fast result. But then when I really checked in, I was like, am I using this as a new addiction? Am I using this to yeah. avoid being in my life, being in the results that I've created, being in what I've had? And because of that, it was never enough. And so I would chase the money. I would chase the fame. I would chase the relationships. I would chase the clout. 
But then it was never enough. The drug had to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. because it wasn't effective anymore. And then those times I was alone, what was I left with? Emptiness, worse than when I started. And so, you know, you have to start from the right place. Like the reason I use a lighthouse as an analogy is because it can't shine a light until it's been built. But that means you have to build yourself. You have to know why you do what you do, what you do and how you do it before you can ever guide somebody to shore. Yeah. And so I'm game for like advocating, you know, motivation. Like when when some people are depressed, there's this really interesting theory and I forgot the book that it's in. But, you know, when some people are depressed and they're down, sometimes they'll advocate the feelings and the thinking to getting like yelled at, which is why boot camps are effective and, you know, hard mm. coaching is effective. But yeah. it's not permanent. It's temporary to create momentum. And then you still have to do the work to get deep into like, why am I doing what I'm doing and yeah. having it? And so, you know, for me, what I look at, and this is the thing, you want marketing to be really easy? Ask yourself this question. If my mother was on the other side of this post, if my grandmother was going through this funnel, if my son was reading this email, would I send it? Hmm. I guarantee you'll double your business. Great filter. Wow. wow. Like, Because that's really what it is. Because it is. Yeah. It's my fucking wife. It's my mother on the other side of your shitty funnel with seven upsells I don't need because you're too insecure to actually serve me. So you're going to sell me hopes and dreams to pad your bank account for something you did a year ago, prey on you for you to have to learn a hard lesson and get you addicted to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Like, has nobody caught on yet that nobody actually gives you the fucking solution? They just tease you and then they tease you again and they tease you again. Why? Yeah. Because first, to give you the solution, they'd actually have to care and do it. Mm. And then they'd actually have to believe that when you solve <laughs> that problem that you would pay it forward. Yeah. But what they miss is that 93% of marketing is word of mouth. And the average consumer gives eight to 10 brand recommendations or non-recommendations in a 60 second conversation. And by leaving you empty and leaving you unresolved and using the Zygarnik effect, it mm -hmm. actually creates anxiety and tension in your body to where the only thing you can have is a negative interpretation. Wow, dude! I, I so so while Fonsi collects his thoughts and brain, um, wow. I, I I wanna bring on the story. Like th this is exactly what happened to us. Like when you know when we first had the agency, right? We were working with a lot of uh, several brick and mortars, right? And we had this meeting where, you know, we're preaching content. We're preaching, hey, you guys gotta publish. Here's the way that you gotta publish. This is a very effective way, and blah blah blah, right? Like all the all the features, and uh, this one guy turned around. He's like. Where's your stuff? <laughs> right? And we're like, oh, well, you know, the true story is like we're fulfilling. And then we thought the story was we didn't have time to do ourselves. But like it was it, it was gut punch. It was bad. Obviously, it was like in front of all these people. Like that was supposed to be like the next like yearly payments for, for the entire thing. And, and we couldn't we couldn't do business with them. Right. Because of that thing. And then that was like, OK. That was like the moment where we're like, okay, how do how do we actually go through this path so then we can turn around and actually help people because we've been through it, right? We know we know how it feels like on the publishing side. We started with Facebook Lives every every freaking day. Like forty, the commitment was forty five days. It lasted fifteen because business came because we were actually communicating with people and it was like somebody that I've seen the videos and we met in person and then, you know, we, we provided a solution, right? And then we did it again and the same thing happens. And now that's exactly what happens with the podcast. It's like, is that commitment to consistency and like we're going through it, right? And, you know, before the show, we chatted about like the tools and the tech and I'm like, oh my God, like 
how do you run in these things? Because we've been there. Like for us, it's like, how do we eliminate the friction so we can consistently deliver the, the content, the value that we can provide to go do that. Now, with your specific, like a few days back, uh, Josh Forty and Russell Brunson, they were chatting about Atlas Shrug. And uh, there was a comment there with uh, greed, how greed mm -hmm. can be the seed, right? And you were just talking about this, like the money and like everything to like the seed to start something, right? Like, because when we're born, like we have the greed for food, right? For, for all this stuff yeah. and it gets us moving. And then there's a moment where that greed starts to change like impact and value and stuff like that. Do you remember the specific moment where that happened to you? Yeah. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to open that loop and I'm going to say one thing that I, I think is really important with what you said, because it it's a it can create a limiting belief in entrepreneurs. And I don't think it needs to. Right. So um, when you said like when they said, where's yours, where's yours, where's yours. Right. That's mm. something that's common. Right. But yeah. that's not an easy answer. And it's not yeah. one that's black or white. Right. Yeah. So I'll ask you this question. Name me one Olympic gold medalist without a coach. Hmm. Interesting. Name me one of their coaches with a gold medal. Probably not many. No. You don't have to have won gold or competed in the sport to know how to perform at the highest level. Love it. But what you have to know is that you're never the solution. Mm. And if you ever try to sell yourself as the solution, you've already lost the game. You're creating a codependent relationship. Mm. It's a modality. It's a process. It's something that, yes, you have to figure out and you have to solve but you don't have to have actually done it or been there. Yeah. You have to be an integrity about all of it. And it makes a big difference. Like my buddy, Absolutely. Jeff Spencer, he's uh, he teaches the champions blueprint. He's a mentor of mine and a student of mine, a friend of mine. He's absolutely amazing. He's responsible for over a hundred gold medals at the Olympics. Cool. He's competed at the Olympics 30 years ago, but he's all about getting up here. He can see and navigate spots. He was Tiger's coach and Lance Armstrong's coach and all these other people's coaches, right? Yeah. And it's really, really important to understand. But the one thread that for some reason entrepreneurs are afraid to pull is the thread of authenticity. Yes. And when you look at somebody and you guys could call me and be like, hey, listen, man, we're trying to figure this out. We're trying to figure this out. We want your help. I'm like, listen, this is what I charge. I've never solved this problem before, but I have all the tools and I'm 100% confident that I can. You want to pay me? And you're like, yeah, we're on the same field. You trust me because I'm honest with you. Mm. It's when we get mm. into, why aren't you doing it? Oh, well, well, well. no, because we don't want to because we want to help you. And that's what our strength is. Like, we don't want to be, but you have to pull that authenticity thread. You have to be an in integrity. Yeah. You can only trick your way in so many times before you believe your own lies and eventually it crashes, right? Like the easiest way to be authentic is just to be yourself. Because you get to a point where you can't remember it all. And like that thread is a big, big, big difference. And people are afraid to put emotion into business. Hmm. But yet every decision that's made in business is made by a human being with emotion. <laughs> yeah. And it's one of the biggest secrets, right? And so people are like, how do you get these six-figure contracts with no contract and no proposal? I was like, well, I spit in my hand and I shake theirs. Well, I tell them I'll see them next week, <laughs> right? And I was like, yeah. but you missed a year that we've been talking and being friends or the five years we've known each other or the fact that in a one hour conversation, we felt like family. Yeah. I was like, cause it's deeper than what's on paper. It's about being transformative and being connected. And like, it screwed me. I mean, I've been, I've had a company steal a half a million dollars from me, but I slept fine. 
Mm. I'm not the one. I was like, well, my pillow's just as comfortable tonight. Thanks. Like, never doing business with you again. But like, yeah. that's it. Like, I, and then like, if somebody signs, I'm not gonna be like, oh, you should pay me. And I under like, no. But like, you can get really deep there. So to answer your question, though, but I did want to hit that because yes, I think it's you. really, really important. Yes, absolutely. Um, to answer your question, my wife was eight months pregnant. She told me she felt alone in the entire pregnancy. She said she was raising this child on her own, and she thought she was gonna have to get a job because of how bad and how disconnected I was in everything that I was doing and doing it for the wrong reasons and burning bridges. Mm. And so, yeah, I was literally a month away from having my child, almost had no money, was about to lose the house, and I'd created this situation five times over by transacting. And it was in that moment that I woke up and realized that I had to change everything that I was doing in order for me to even have a chance to create a sustainable result. Mm. And that was four and a half years ago and I'm still learning every single day, every single day. Like I don't like anybody listening to this or watching, I don't belong on a soapbox. I am like the anti soapbox. Like I make more mistakes than you would want to make in your lifetime in a day. Like, but I pick up and go and I pick up and go. I'm like 2% of the hundred percent needed to figure out this game of consciousness and love and relationships, (laughs) but I'm actively and excitedly in pursuit of it Yeah, and Mm. getting better at it. And increasing it. And I think that's the thing. It's like, where do we spend our energy and attention? Something doesn't work. Great. Do we spend it getting stuck, beating ourselves up, collecting evidence, which then further enhances what happens? Or do we like, oh, got it. Let's go do something different. Yeah. Let's go create something different. Let's go connect something different. Oh, yeah, I don't want to feel like that. I don't want that punch in the gut. Well, why'd the punch in the gut come? The punch in the gut didn't come because you weren't creating content. It came from the value you were putting on that incorrect measuring stick of you having to create content and I'm not good enough because we're not doing it or I can't drink my own Kool-Aid or we just didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so like, that's the pursuit of it. So for me, that was the moment. And now I'm reminded daily, like I'm not above reproach. Like I have to work on my marriage every day. I have to work on my team culture. I have to work on all of it. Like I get so in the vision and so excited about a lot of this that like I have to be brought back to planet Earth. It's like, hey, dude, I know, but I really need you to write that email today. I really need <laughs> you to record that ad. I re- I'm like, uh, right? Like, because I'm yeah. like, you know, shiny object for like 8 million <laughs> years ahead. Like, I'm thinking 38 years from now, my team's like, that's great. Um, but what oh, about that a- thing that we're doing in like an hour? Like, what about <laughs> that? I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. I'll do it right now. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you're watching, you know, uh, there's going to be a little webinar, right? Should, should, I, should we talk about that maybe Oh, yeah. Later? I mean, yeah, you can. It's all going to be on my website. Yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's so good, George. Thank you. Uh, and I know, Fonsi, like you were about to like uh, deep dive. But so for those, like, I, I feel like there can be like a, a really challenging situation here where a lot of entrepreneurs might start operating from a place of need. That's where we started, right? Like, thousand percent. So, and then we we recently, I'll say, you know, we we've been doing this for about five years, but like the last year, where was the first time that we really felt that we were not operating from need, right? We we're operating for a place of abundance, right? After after getting a coach and after like you know making as many mistakes as we could, you know, as fast as we could, uh, a lot of like mindset work, right? How, how how can people recognize that? sooner right because like i feel like we we went through a lot of pain do we have to go through that pain like for that amount of time uh right like how according to your experience and the people that you've helped how do people transition you know from that place of need to that place of abundance um in order to to make that impact i think it starts with self-integrity because i think Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is laced with cognitive dissonance right Mm -hmm. we sell the super bowl championship but yet we miss the 20 years of practice 
right? Mm -hmm. And we want that fast forward button. We want that dopamine, but we actually mm -hmm. don't. So let me give you some guarantees. It's going to hurt. You're going to fail. Your ad account's going to get shut down. Your business is going to close. Somebody's going to steal from you. Something's not going to work. Your manufacturer's going to fuck it all up. Your team's going to quit. Somebody's going to extort money from you. The IRS is going to come out. It's all coming. Yeah. It's all coming. Right? And I think that's step one, <laughs> is understanding the game that we're playing. Yeah. And pretend, not pretending that it doesn't exist. It's coming. It's just a matter of when. But the thing that's really powerful is when you do an inventory of it, it never has an effect on you. You're like, oh, there it is. Oh, yep, here it was. Oh. It's when we advocate our sovereignty or we give away our power to the things outside of what we can control. It's when we wake up in the morning and let the day determine our day rather than us determine our day. Yeah. Right. It's when you wake up and the first thing you do is open your phone and email. And now you have anxiety all day because you have to get to that email and to that message. And somebody did it better. And I stared at my competitor and I'm so pissed at them because they're doing what I want to do, but I'm consuming them instead of doing it. Hmm. It's when we relinquish that and get disconnected and then we tell ourselves the distance like somebody else is coming to save me. No one's coming to fucking save you. You are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like and what I need every entrepreneur to understand is you're the hero. Like you two are the Olympic athletes. I'm not. I'm not good enough to compete where you compete, nor would I ever try. Mm. You're the Olympic athlete. Like you have to understand that, that the difference between like gold and silver is you understanding that and finding people that help you. And yes, needs. Maslow's hierarchy of needs are real. You need food, water, safety, and shelter. Non-negotiable. Physiologically, this has been proven. And so, yes, you can start from a place of need, but you can't create something different from that same place. Yeah. And so like when you think about it, you have to give yourself a minute to pull the ripcord. You have to become aware of what you're feeling. You're supposed to feel, by the way, we're humans, yeah. right? So like there's going to be days it feels hard. There's going to be days it feels easy. There's going to be days you're sad. There are days like last night when I did a webinar that like I legitimately had stress about my life and I was like, okay, cool. But the thing is, is the moment you acknowledge it you can move in front of it. And so it's like, oh yeah, I got this pit in my stomach. What is it? I don't know. That's well, interesting. Okay, it's there. I'm like, all right, but this is what I'm doing right now. It's kind of like if you go for a run. Yeah. If you're three miles away from home and you decide that you're tired, well, good luck. What are you going to sit there and wait for somebody to come pick you up? <laughs> yeah. Right? You're three miles up a mountain. You're like, I don't want to hike anymore. Well, I don't care. Yeah. Then live in the woods or hike back to your car and then go home and don't go so far next time or better prep, right? But like it's this thing that we have to be aware of what we are. And the faster we do this inventory of like, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to be hard. This might come up. This might be easy. And then no matter how I feel, I'll use the Mel Robbins rule. I give myself five seconds to feel it and then I have to do something different. And that's not pushing it down. It's not suppressing it. It's acknowledging it, yeah. right? But I'm going to tell you right now. If you need to land your first client or make your first sale and you're doing it on the phone, you're going to have a better success rate telling people that you're afraid and you're going out of business than you are pretending everything's okay because they can trust one of those calls and they can't trust the other. Oh. Mm. People feel it. They know. Yeah. 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 They know. And so like authenticity is the best sales tactic in the world. Right? Like we know. Like you and I both know like you talked about this in the beginning. Most people spend their career trying to convince people what they want. Mm -hmm. I was like, but if you just enrolled them into their vision, they'd pay you for 10 years longer. Yeah. Right? But why don't they enroll? Because it requires time. It requires care. It requires empathy. Right? And I was like, but we do this at companies. Like I had a company selling – like I'll say this. I had a company selling a subscription to a supplement on the front end, cold traffic. And they were like, we're crushing. 
getting a three and a half month retention rate. I'm like, cool. Yeah. I was like, can I change it? And they're like, yeah. So I deleted <laughs> the subscription on the front. They weren't allowed to get it. We put it at the end of a 30 day email sequence. It went from three and a half months to 14 months. Whew. Wow. And like that added an additional two and a half million dollars in 90 days of revenue. Hmm. So good. Right. But we have to remove ourselves from that field for a minute. Like you can be the best professional athlete in the world. You can be the best Olympian in the world, but you can't run your race 24 seven. At some point, you need to look back at the performance. At some point, you need to recharge. You need to relax. You need to do it. Yeah. And yeah. in my opinion, when we're coming from need, the trap that we fall into is we convince ourselves we just have to do more. Mm. If I just do more, if I hustle harder and believe that bullshit, if I blah, 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 if I blah, 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 or if you give yourself some space – perfect example is the shower. How many of us are sitting in the shower because it's one of the only times we don't have our phone glued to us and you have the best ideas of your life? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have them because you're in the shower. You have them because you gave yourself the space to have them. Yeah. Right? You have to create this space. You have to create this practice. You have to understand that you cannot see the label from inside the bottle. Wow. And so when you need to make an adjustment, and I hate sounding like a walking tweetable, like I feel like one right now, but like when you need to make an adjustment, you need to do the opposite of what got you into it. And you can't go do more. You have to think more and be more and look at the whole picture. And so, yeah, all of us started somewhere. Like I lost two companies in COVID. I lost almost seven figures in 60 days. Mm. Like I lost a hundred grand a month in recurring revenue. Like it hurt. It hurt bad. And you know what I did? I didn't sell shit. I launched a podcast. Like I lost multiple six figures a month and I was like, what do I do when I'm running out of money? I was like, I don't know. Let's go help more people. Hmm. Somehow magically it's all working again. Was it scary? Yes. Was it painful? Yes. Did I have to find new parts of myself? Yes. Did I have to be committed? Yes. Did I have to find the energy and the passion to record 96 podcasts for free before trying to sell anything? Yes. Hmm. Did I create a different result that's permanent? Yeah. Did I launch a new mastermind? Yeah. Did we double one of our e-commerce businesses? Yeah. Do I have people calling me for consulting again? Yeah. Wow. And Uh, so like I don't say this to be on top of a soapbox. I say this because I live this and I share where I am. Yeah. And we all have tools, all of us, whether it's space, whether it's support. Like, and you know, what's funny is like, here's the other one. I'll just be really frank. Stop fucking trying to do it alone the end how about that how about name me one olympian or one athlete or one team or one superstar or one celebrity that does it alone so when you see these people drinking their own kool-aid and telling you you're doing it alone just run away from their shit like they're a snake in the grass because they are not going to point you in the right direction like that is not going to go well it's a great filter oh be like no nobody does it alone nobody yeah. And that is not a badge of honor. Like we could look at like right now, I'm like, hey, name me five people close to you when you have a problem and you won't be able to think of them because you're in the problem. If you take a step back, you're surrounded by solutions. Mm. You're surrounded by solutions. And let's look at entrepreneurship. Are we all here pretending that nobody has done business before, that <laughs> nobody has sold commerce before, that nobody has run an agency before? And yet we're going to sit there and be like, I got to figure it out. I got to figure it out. Like, That's dumb. Make a phone call, pick up a book, call somebody who's done it before and be like, hey, I can't figure it out. Can you help me? It's all been solved before. We're just recreating businesses from 300 years ago, 200 years ago, and 100 years ago in a new medium. And then we wear this like divan of like, oh, I have to have all the answers. 
No, like Richard Branson doesn't own 13 separate billion dollar companies because he runs it himself. He has 68 <laughs> or 67 CEOs underneath him. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, that's like a soapbox thing, but I think it's so important because I it felt is. like one of the reasons I struggled was because I thought I had to do it alone. Like my value came from doing it alone, right? Like we've had a hard season. I have nine coaches in my corner right now, all for free, mm. for free. And you want to know what I did? I asked for help. And they were like, yeah, I was like, well, I can't pay. They're like, you've been helping me for four years. Mm. And I was like, oh, they're like, thank God you let us help you. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And like, I'm over here, like getting coached every day, getting yelled at. I'm told to train. I'm told to recover. I'm told to put my phone away. I'm told to eat this, <laughs> meditate this, ice bath this, say this, do this, try this, dress like this, stop yeah. working. Like, and that's the thing. Yeah. Wow. The, lo love the passion. Love the authenticity. Like, it, it, like you've been through it and, and you know, we feel I, so identified with I the can, podcast I, story. Not only that, like I can see Because a lot of people, you can see that they have a really good message, but that it doesn't come from a place of actually mm. wanting to give to people, man. And I, I can see it in you. Is I, I found incredible how you have been able to literally, and I don't know if I'm, I'm using this word correctly, but like place your consciousness right into this place of abundance when, where you are just like willing to give to people and help them out and, and knowing that things are going to work out, right? Yes. And You know, where you put your attention is where your energy follows. And if you put your attention in, in problems, negativity, right? In what is the next thing I need to solve? You're just going to be surrounded like that, right? That's the thing we're feeding our body. And I can tell that you went from that space to now a space of how can I help the most people, right? Create the most impact. And it, I found it amazing, right? And I wanted to share it. One of my favorite stories that I've read recently is Malcolm X, actually. Mm -hmm. I read his book and I read it without expecting what to, without any expectations, right? I was like, I've heard people quote this book a few times, talk about it, but you know where we come from. We come from Venezuela and, and honestly, racism there is not a prominent topic, right? So when I came here, I, I was trying to educate myself. It was not, it was not. Yeah, it was not, and and yeah, that's what I say. It was not a permanent okay. topic, and so I, I started reading Malcolm X, and for me, the most impactful thing is the change that it happened to him that he had as a person. Not only once, like it was multiple times, right? But when I started reading the book, and I noticed that he was a hustler, right? He was in this life of like he was a criminal. I was like, yeah. wait, what? Like this is totally. The, the, the wrong image that I have about this person and then the way that he managed to turn himself into someone else, it took him going to jail so he could be still with himself and see inside of himself and actually come to the, the realization that it's like, wow, there's something more out there that I can do, right? So I found it incredible because... Right now, we live in a hustle culture, right? People saying, yeah. hustle, 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 go do it. You know, being an entrepreneur right now is like being a rapper, you know, a few years ago where people all they all put in their in their Instagram profiles like, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an investor, all that stuff, right? And like, it, don't get me wrong, I was that person at first. I was putting the entrepreneur on my, on my freaking Instagram <laughs> profile. But then you get to realize that, okay, you need to connect with yourself, You need to look inside, 
What are you feeling, right? And most importantly, don't give your power away. And you said this actually a few minutes ago, but I, I think this is so important for people to listen, that you said disconnect yourself from the result that your client is having because you're putting your power, you're literally giving them your power depending on what they do, right? You are providing them with the best tools and the best resources for them to obtain that result. But you still are in control of your own power. And it doesn't matter, right? Like whatever happened in the exterior in the exterior world, you can live happily with knowing that you did the best on your on your ability, right? To help someone. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that someone else had certain result shouldn't affect you. And I see that. I see it so much on people, right? And honestly, this is something that I started learning in the last few months that I started, you know, like and I that process of self-discovery a little bit and it, it was eye-opener but i was like yeah. wow like you know my mood my energy just doesn't depend on nobody else but myself and i think we all know that but it's just so difficult for some people to actually apply it so how do you do you know how do you do that how do you find that power within yourself and how do you embrace that and start yeah. giving your power away well i think it's the come from right so like the first thing is like i'm not attached for my clients results but i care about my clients results mm -hmm. massively right yeah. because like if they come back and they're like this doesn't work i'm like i'm not gonna be like oh i'm gonna keep your money i'm like no, no let's make it work like let's figure it out there's lessons in there there's everything for me but it all still comes back to the come from right like come from of abundance like give me your feedback help me improve help me get better like i'm on this journey with you right The, the whole thing is like knowing who we are is not what the world tells us to be. It's who we choose to be. Like mm. if you study non-duality, quantum, quantum physics, quantum mechanics, whatever, like I geek out about some of that stuff. But like really all we have is right now, like this call, this statement, and then it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone, right? Yeah. But what we tend to do as entrepreneurs is we bring the past into the present. We're like, well, I'm so good because of what I did five years ago, two years ago, even yesterday. I'm like, but not really. It's what are you going to do right now? that defines that right and like that that presence and the pursuit of that presence is what really creates the biggest impact right because then you can do what alex goes you can go out into the future dictate <laughs> what you want to happen bring it into the present not the past yeah and start building it and it's like in what i doing right now helping me build that and what i doing right now helping me build that but all the time of like being attached to the results or being attached to what happened or beating myself up comes from looking at the past or creating an unrealistic measuring stick but none of them revolve us being in the present yeah. none of them and like i don't want to sound all cheesy like i've been chasing consciousness and healing and presence my whole life and really what it boils down to is like putting my hand in my heart and taking a breath and like all of a sudden everything goes away like right now it's like it's right here right now like i can say whatever i want to say in this moment i can sound like a you know an idiot and, and make no sense or i can be like what does my heart say to say like what do i want to say like yeah. i want to give everybody a tangible example of like what a customer journey looks like so i'm not going to let that go until this is done but like in this moment it's what it is and i find that 99 of the things that i've struggled with because i can only speak for myself come from being disconnected from my present moment Like now that's disconnected from my body because I'm playing this stupid virtual reality system in my brain that's made up of 80% falsehoods yeah. to string together neural pathways of memories that is only 20% accurate and yet I believe it like it's true. It's like watching a Halloween movie and believing that it's the intelligent thing to do to run upstairs every time somebody bad comes in your house. Now go out the damn front door. 
<laughs> we just stop playing that movie, right? Like, oh, if I see another one of those token people, like, just run up the stairs. I'm like, the front door was open. <laughs> they were in the, oh, okay. It's like right there, two steps. But, like, that's the thing. And, yeah, like, those yeah. things happen and those things happen. Mm. But, like, we're not up here. Mm. This is not us. This yeah. is just programming thoughts, beliefs, right? But, like, we really, like, we know, all of us know. You guys guys have made decisions in business and before you made them you're like god this feels good and it's always produced a result and then you've done something you're like eh, and you convince yourself to do it and it never works well right yes. like we know we know yeah and so you have to spend time being in a relationship with the one person you're guaranteed to have for the rest of your life whether you like them or not and it's you Cool. Wow. Wait, what is it? Gong? The gong? The gong. Well, golden boulder? Golden boulder moment. Uh, <laughs> we we spend time, yeah. and this is so important. I spend almost four hours a day in silence. Myself. Myself. Because what we try to do is we try to create ourselves into this person that looks a certain way to be in a relationship with all of these people that are just masks that we're wearing and we avoid being in a relationship with ourselves. But yet we expect ourselves to perform. We expect ourselves to be forgiving and expect ourselves to be energetic. And we neglect it all day. And it's like if you carve out 20 minutes a day and you just sit, like just sit with yourself, your thoughts, your body. Like when was the last time you looked at your hand and you thanked your hand for being your hand? Wow. Right? Like, but if I chopped it off, you'd miss that shit real quick. Yeah. Like legitimately or the fact that we can subconsciously breathe but that doesn't actually give us life or that our heart beats X amount of times a day and we take it for granted until it's no longer here. Mm -hmm. But yet we expect this race car to win the NASCAR 500 or Indianapolis 500 and yet we put dog shit in it every day. We don't sleep enough. We put poison in it and then we're like, oh, sorry when it's too late. Like you have to take care of this. Like I think that's the answer. The answer is being in a relationship with yourself and doing everything in your power mm -hmm. to feed your tank first. No. Like to make yourself that optimum machine that you are. And that solves everything. And I have found that 99% of my struggles come from neglecting this every time. Whether I neglect it emotionally, physically, I break my word to myself, I overwork myself, I have too much coffee, I skip my workouts, I eat like crap. All directly correlates into my business. But I, you will, you will be hard-pressed to find a centimillionaire or a billionaire that's overweight, fat, depressed, and addicted to Netflix. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Do you good, fancy? Dude, I, I <laughs> literally like it's. I'm a, it's refreshing. It, it, it's refreshing. It's like, refreshing. I'm. I'm in a loss for words. It's, I'm digesting your message, man. It, it's absolutely amazing. I'm definitely gonna listen to this like eight more times. Yeah. Well, and take copious notes. <laughs> but George, you know, like I, I love this conversation, and I, I feel like we could talk about this for hours and hours, and. But I'm curious, you know, because you did mention the the customer journey, right? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do want to hear about all about it as <laughs> well, totally. you know. So I mean, hopefully we can do this one day live. We'll do we'll do round two. We'll do round two, and Let's we'll do it go. live. Like, we're Done. Game. We're awesome. Game. We'll do a whole another one, and I'll give you strategies and tactics that are guaranteed to work because they're founded on relationships, but they don't work agnostic of relationships. Mm, That's the perfect. big secret, right? Because you can't hustle your way out of a bad relationship. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I don't care what people tell you. Bridges, I'll get 20 more customers. I was like, but 19 of them hate you. You can't out hustle <laughs> that. You have to fix it. You have to yep. lean yeah. into it, right? So if you guys haven't figured this out yet, entrepreneurship 
is the best personal development teacher in the world because you get to practice all day, right? And we find ourselves, we have to find who makes us up, like why we push and we don't push, all of this stuff, right? Like we're surrounded by opportunities to grow as long as we see it that way. But I'm going to give you a really tangible example because some people could listen to this and be like, God, this had nothing to do with business. This had everything to do with the customer journey, all of it, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm just the M&M of marketing because I don't have a voice <laughs> and I can't freestyle. So I do it with marketing, but it all makes sense because if we think about it, we talk about putting yourself first. Well, when you put yourself first and you're connected to yourself, you're present. If you're present, you can actually see where your customers are. Mm-hmm. And then if you can see where your customers are, you can ask them where they need to go. And then you have that solution. Then when you're given a starting location and an ending location, you can build a map to get there. Right. But you can't, if you don't know them and you can't know them, if you don't know you like legitimately, like this is that simple. Right. So I'll give you a tangible example. How many times have you guys downloaded a lead magnet that promised you like this 30 day challenge or the seven day challenge or this three step process. And you only got one email. I mean, countless times. Right. Because here's my favorite part. Hey, I'm going to teach you how to lose five pounds in seven days. Give me your email. Then you get one email with 74 options. Here's a PDF. I want you to do this, 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 this. And of course, you can do nothing because if you give humans more than one choice, they do (laughs) zero. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, it's like, hey, I know I told you I was going to help you, but fuck it. Hey, pay me money today and then I'll help you even faster even though I never delivered on what I promised you before. And then we expect those people to trust us, but yet we're in a broken relationship already. Mm-hmm. Imagine this, like I'll give you this example. If you guys were trainers, right? Or let's say business content, we'll use content. I will yes. use you two as a business, right? Let's do it. And I was like, hey guys, listen, and we have a lot of mutual friends. I think Josh and Trina, you guys might've worked with, but I don't remember. Um, but let's say, let's say I was like, hey, I have these two businesses. In the next 12 months, I want them both to be content machines and working two hours a day. And you're both like, yeah. And I'm like, I'll pay you a hundred grand for 12 months to get them both there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but here's the rule. One of them, you get to only meet with once. And the other one you get to meet with daily. Which one do you think is going to succeed? I mean, the daily one. Daily? Of course, right? Yeah. But yet in internet marketing, we try to get everybody (laughs) to do it in one day. Yeah. And all we do is create reactants. And that reactance mm-hmm. creates endowment to their current state and actually pushes them further away from where they want to go. Somebody comes into a train and is like, hey, I want to lose 100 pounds in the next 12 months. Here's your meal plan. Here's your nutrition. Here's your gym membership. Here's your supplements. Take pictures. I'll see you in 12 months. Or, hey, F all that. Hey, just be here at 7.15 tomorrow morning. Drink 16 ounces of water. We're going to go for a 10-minute walk. I guarantee you one of them works and I guarantee you one of them doesn't. But yet we design customer journeys like scenario one. Hmm. You tell somebody, you tell somebody that you're going to help them lose five pounds in seven days. Well, if you help them, I'll 10x your income. So take that and understand that human beings need to be taken on a journey. Leadership is not saying something once. It's saying something as many times as required till the last person gets it. It's supposed to be repetitive. People are paying for access and accountability. See all these tiebacks? Here we go. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to help you lose seven pounds or five pounds in seven days, right? So they opt in. Now, are everybody opting in when they're sitting in their kitchen with their gym clothes on ready to work out? No. No. They're driving in their car or distracting themselves from work where they can't open in the first place. So then we send them an email like, all right, let's get started. (laughs) They can't fucking start. Are you kidding me? They can't start. How about you send them an email and say, congratulations, the hardest step is done. You did it, and I'm so proud of you. You know that 98% of people fail because they just don't commit, and I just wanted to acknowledge you for committing. My name's George. I'm here to help you on this journey. 
Tomorrow, I'm going to send you an email that's prepped, and I'm going to tell you everything you need to get the most out of this because I don't want it to end up like every other program where you download it and you never open it or you have this and it's unsustainable or you lose the weight and you put it back on. But the truth is that always comes they think you can do it overnight. We're going to spend five minutes a day making a change and guarantee your results. So hit reply if you have any questions, but keep your eyes peeled. 8 a.m. tomorrow, the subject line is you already won. Email two, you already won. Hey, listen. When you set your environment up to win, just like Benjamin Hardy says, you will step into the level of that environment. You will win this game because you have what you need to succeed. Mm. If you just simply make your water the night before, lay your supplements out, and put your gym clothes in the car, you're 78% more likely to get it done. So today, I just want you to spend 10 minutes getting ready. Here's what we're going to be covering over the next six to seven days. And it's really, really simple. But if you're intentional about it today, we've eliminated every reason that you can't succeed. And tomorrow... You get to win in five minutes in the morning. So keep your eyes peeled. Then day one, day one, give them one thing. What do you want to do? Drink water, eat a certain way, make the smoothie you had in prep yesterday. Then you take them through the journey and then you close it on day eight. And you're like, you did it and you celebrate them. And then what do you do? You get rid of objections and layers the secret. You might've only lose three pounds or you might've lose 17. But if you realize it's not about the weight loss yet, you've already won because you've chosen your health every single day. And I didn't really care if you lost five pounds in seven days. I care that you made healthy choices that you can sustain for the rest of your life because this is how you're going to win. Mm-hmm. So here's what I recommend the next steps with. If you really want more help, here's our program. I'd love to help you if it's a good fit. If not, here's a link to our Facebook group. But either way, you're going to start getting two emails a week with the best content we have until you're ready to take it to the next level or we keep the relationship like this and we will be in your life forever. Wow. George, we, we might have to rethink the minimum viable content. Uh, just just yeah, saying no, it out de- there. Definitely, definitely for 120%. That's like, a, yeah, man, yeah. George, I, I just want you to know that right mm-hmm. after this, I'm going to go to episode one of Mind of George <laughs> and I'm going to binge listen to all of your episodes of your podcast. Yeah. And I encourage- sure? Can I give you a bonus? Can I give you a bonus? Because it's going to drive me nuts if I don't say this. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Every one of you, if you send a card abandonment one more time that says you forgot something, I'm going to punch you in the face. <laughs> okay. When was the last time you added something to your cart and you actually forgot to buy it? No. no when was never, the last no. time you forgot to buy something you actually cared about? Yeah, never. Mm-mm. Yeah, cool. So when you send somebody an email that says, hey, you forgot something, what you're saying is I'm insulting your intelligence and I suck and I don't understand consent. Because we tell people they forgot something, then we give them a coupon which devalues our brand, which then makes them question why they were paying full price in the first place, mm. while sending them back to the same fucking page they said no to the first time. No means no. Wow. The end. And then we expect to turn that in, and then we celebrate it. We're like, oh, we recovered 8% of card abandons. I was like, yeah. And 92% of people are talking shit about your business now. You're welcome. Right. So wow. let's try this. Ready? I did this. This this added four million dollars to a company's bottom line with cart abandonments. And I recovered, wait for it, sixty-one percent of the people that abandoned the cart. Oh. Oh. My first email, subject line, I will not insult your intelligence. Hey, listen, I know you didn't forget anything. We failed to meet the mark. And for whatever reason, there was something missing from us in order for you to achieve blank, better health, more energy, whatever, right? And so there's one thing that I can never give back to you, which is time. And I don't want to waste yours. So as a thank you, 
I made a gift for you at the bottom of this email. It's a 15-page ebook with the best recipes to help you gain more energy on me. But I know you're interested in this and our supplement is not the secret. It's just a tool that you can use with this to get there. So I'd rather you win so we're all in a better place. So here it is. And I recommend going to page nine because that smoothie alone will give you more energy when you kickstart your day. Great. Email two. Did you open it? Hey, did you know that 81% <laughs> of people that download ebooks open it? But do you want to know something? You can't get more energy by letting a folder of files sit in your downloads. The only way you'll feel better, whether you use my supplement or not, is if you actually drink the smoothie. Now, I'm not opposed to flying to your house, but I'm sure you don't want a creepy tattooed dude in a blue in a pink hoodie showing up at your door with a smoothie. So let's just cut to the chase. Here's the smoothie recipe, and I want you to make it and reply to this email and tell me how good it was. Tomorrow, I'm going to be in your inbox because I'm ethically bribing you, but I can't tell you why until tomorrow. <laughs> email three, I ethically bribed you. Okay. Now that you drank that smoothie and we have a relationship, I hope you feel safe enough to tell me the truth. Can you please respond to this email and tell me why I suck, basically? What was missing? What questions did you need? What wasn't there? Mm. And that's all. That's it. I get all the answers. And then email four was, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I expected you to trust me enough to buy the product and I never answered these questions. Huh. Question one, answer one. Question two, <laughs> answer two. Oh. And I don't care if you buy the product. There's not a link to buy here. But of course, if you want to just hit reply to this email, my team will help you. But I do want you to know that I really care about helping you achieve after state. So do me a favor. Below is our family. We would love to have you if that's supportive of you. And if not, I just want to thank you again. I'll see you guys in the group. Wow. This is amazing, man. Uh, um, um, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, first of all, for sharing all this. This is invaluable and i mean it speaks literally you are right now just giving a live example of the whole conversation we've had about <laughs> giving right so yeah. thank you so much and just so you know i'm gonna go again through this part specifically <laughs> and i'm gonna go revisit <laughs> or emails and i'm, gonna, I'm gonna be rewriting all those so thank you Dude. This is why this is why like email is my specialty. I've been doing it for 12 years. Like this is it's the core. It's the backbone of your customer journey. Like I call it the eternal flame method because mm. it's one that's lit. It can never go out, but it is what you do. It is the only one where you're not competing against the algorithm monster. Yeah. You have a direct relationship with your customers and it's the one we neglect the most. Yeah. And so you have to understand this. Like I do this and I've done this to the tune of billions of dollars in revenue and it's easy and email is easy. That's what I teach people more than anything. Like that is like, it's what my webinar is about, but I don't even care. Like listen to the podcast, like just go listen to the podcast, like go yeah. in the Facebook group and consume this. Like I want you to come in and be like, Hey George, I get it. I did it. I want to pay you to be in your mastermind because I want more of it. Or I want the email program because I want more of it, but you're not allowed to pay me till you win. But I want you to understand something. If you're listening to this right now and you hear that and you do email the same, I guarantee you a loss. If you shift it, I guarantee you the possibility of a win, but you're the determinant. You can keep doing it, keep not doing it, keep not doing it, but your email list isn't dead. It's just sleepy and it needs you to actually give a shit about it. Wow. Like that's the yeah. secret. And so utilize this. Think about it. Like think about what you would want. Think about that customer sitting in front of you directly in a chair and that customer being like, hey, I need help with X. And if you were only allowed to give them one thing to do at a time, what would they be? Great. Turn it sideways and you just had 11 emails written. It's not hard. It hmm. takes intention and empathy to understand how to do it. And if you do it, there is zero, and I mean zero way, to lose this game. Yeah. Wow. 
to George. Thank you so much for your time today. I, again, part two, we're already committed. So it's happening with Let's you know everything, all the tactics, stuff like that. Whatever, what really, honestly, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> um, I'm very curious though, and we can leave this for the second side of things. We have a very uh, unique take on, on what profit means, but I'm very curious to see what you thought the first time that you saw the name of the show. So we can leave that as a little hook for the next, for the next episode. And uh, dude, like, again, like I really, really appreciate it. I'm not even going to say it in Spanish. Gracias. George, bro. Like, yeah, we don't, we don't, often, we don't, yeah, here we go. We don't often say that. We might have to get like uh, pink, pink hoodies uh, next time to, on, on a pink background. I'm going to come tat it up. <laughs> yeah, Wait. let's go. <laughs> there we go. Hey, yes. ne next time I'm going to come tat it up, you know, shave head with a hat. It's going to be old, old George Moto over here, man. Dude. You should see the amount of people in my ads that make fun of me because my hat covers my eyebrows. I'm like, I got a peanut head. What do you want? It's comfortable. Like, I was like, what do you want me to have like brows sticking out? Like, no, I can't wear my hat like this. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. By the way, huge shout out to Ashley, Pablo that have been here for Tyler that have been for the episode. Ashley, thank you so much. You've been with us. Ashley, since if, you want, if you want to know one of the best people in the world to write your emails, it's Ashley DeLuca. She's in Let's my go. mastermind and she's the queen who edits <laughs> my emails. One of the best in the world. Awesome. awesome awesome well thank you for tuning in and yeah Fonsi please give her a call yeah um, <laughs> Ashley it's like pink hoodie gang that's right pink, pink hoodie gang. gang let's go I love it so George this is the last question like obviously like there's there's other one that we asked but we're gonna do that the next time but I'm very curious like where will you be if you did not start publishing where would I be if I didn't start publishing probably depressed and dead mm. like that yeah like no, that's it, it. like Here's the thing. There's an adage. You guys said this earlier. This is the one loop we didn't close. And you said it, um, Fonzie, about this, was um, talking about like getting unstuck and getting it. And there's this personal development adage that was taught to me by a teacher like eight years ago, and it's never left me. Give away what you want to get. Just give away what you want to get, right? The easiest way to give, get compassion is give compassion. The easiest way to get love is give love. The easiest way to get energy is give energy. And, and you said what we focus on, we get more of, right? In that yeah. world that I used to teach, we said what you resist persists. So if you focus on negativity, you'll get with negativity. If you focus on scarcity, you'll get more scarcity, right? Yeah. But the easiest way out of it is like if you're sad and depressed, go find somebody and give them energy. Give them what you want and it will create it in your life. And I'm telling you right now, Content is a gift and it's not a gift just to the world. It's a gift to you. It is your way of shining your light and making your mark on this world. And whatever it is you have to say is something that somebody else needs to hear, including yourself. And so literally the worst place we can spend, the worst places we can be as entrepreneurs is in our head and alone. The best place we can be is in service and documentation, creating something different. And we have to get in the game of practicing. And so content is one of the best tools and the best gifts in the world when it comes to creating a different result. Document your journey. Share what's coming up. Be authentic and be open to whatever it looks like because nobody gives a shit how overproduced your video is. They care about how they feel when they watch it. And so you have an ability to do it. And I'll challenge mm -hmm. all of you. I make my students, when they don't want to do this, I make them record audio messages to themselves. You really want to create content? Start having to listen to your own voice. You'll create it for the world really quickly because you realize it's a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Man. It wow. works. It works. So do it. Do it. Like I couldn't I couldn't believe more in, in what you guys do. It's it's Thank amazing, you so much. amazing thing. Uh, George, give me, give me one second because when you said that phrase, give away what you want to get. What you want to get. Let, 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 me, let me show you something real quick. While, while, he, comes oh, while he comes back, uh, George, where can we find you? Where can people connect with you? What's the easier way? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if at this point you like my level of crazy and the fact that I belong in a padded room, that's why I named my podcast the way that I did. It is the Mind of George show. Uh, it's my mind minus the straight jacket, undocumented, raw, and there to serve you. And so I make it really easy whether you're watching this or listening to this. Everything is linked at the at mindofgeorge.com, M-I-N-D-O-F-G-E-O-R-G-E. The podcast is ever that podcasts go. Uh, my ask of you if you're listening to this and you're wondering what you do, take a chance on you. You can come hit seven minutes of my crazy and be like, I'm out. You can come hit eight minutes and be like, this dude's nuts. Maybe you could also come pick something up that changes your life and business. And I promise that I will do everything in my power with my team to serve you to get to your next level. So all of it's at mindofgeorge.com. Awesome. We'll That's link awesome. it right in the description below on the content, everything. You guys are going to see those links in there. Thank you so much for, yeah. for tuning in. Fancy, what do you have in, George, in your hand? I have this in <laughs> front of my desk right there in front of my computer. Here, I'm going to flip it. All right. It says, I can keep it unless I give it away. <laughs> yes. So when you said that, There's I was like, no better way. man, that is so awesome. That's good. There's That's no good. better way to end the episode than that. That's, that's right, guys. And with that, thank you so much for tuning into the Continuous Profit Podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at TheBizBrosCo. That's right. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you did, don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Thank you, guys.